0: This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is sponsored by Pure Creative Apparel. From logo design to specialty clothing to branded merchandise, the team at Pure Creative Apparel can take your ideas and bring them to life. You can find out more at purecreativeapparel.com. And we thank Pure Creative Apparel for sponsoring this week's show.
1: Welcome
0: to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Run Eat Drink podcast. I am Amy,
1: and I am your ever so loving and willing co-host, Dana.
0: You are willing
1: and loving. I've and been told you're,
0: you're very loving,
1: or at least I'm. I'm squishy and cuddleable.
0: <laughs> We're made for love. <laughs> Built for
1: comfort, not for speed. That's my my line. That is so
0: true. You say that all the time. There's a, there's a reason <laughs> you do. I well, now that we're back and we've actually gotten some sleep and
1: yeah, recovered from from being on the road and Boy. Uh, from let's see, sick two weeks ago on yeah. the road. Um, yeah, we're we're back and kind oh. of kind of awake for the first time. I think all uh, all weekend. Yeah. Um, if you didn't pick up on it from social media over the weekend, we've been traveling. Uh, we were in Huntsville, Alabama. Woohoo! I had a work trip.
0: And I tagged along.
1: So, uh, we got some fantastic stuff to share with you all for the next, uh, Probably two episodes, then yeah. we'll have some some quick bites thrown in there as well. Yeah, uh, because I we really stumbled on a treasure trove of fantastic places for new. Yeah, who knew <laughs> the food and beverage scene in Huntsville, Alabama, was so incredibly good? I know. And also the place that you found to run.
0: Oh, gorgeous! So when you travel, I think. You have to do research to find places where you can run or make sure that your hotel has a treadmill. I was going to say, nah,
1: nah, just do the treadmill. What's wrong with that?
0: I don't like it. I don't either. I don't like it. it. Is it.
1: called the treadmill for a reason.
0: Yeah. I feel like a hamster, you're just going nowhere. I, I can't deal with that. And I'm not saying that it doesn't have its place because- when you have to use it, it's good that your hotel has it or you have access to it at home for our northern friends who've just been through the winter or for us in the summer when it's really, really hot. Yeah,
1: when the conditions are such that it's actually dangerous to run mm-hmm. outside then lightning it's storm. Time to consider the dredging.
0: Yeah. So it's good that hotels have that and when you do your research you find that so you know you at least have that option. But we were so lucky to have a beautiful, a gorgeous park. The Big Spring International Park, I think it was called.
1: And that's right in the heart of downtown Huntsville. Huntsville,
0: yeah. So downtown Huntsville, we had two or three hotels situated um, around the park, near the park.
1: And the park's right across the street from the Von Braun Center, which is this hundreds of thousands of square foot large convention center Mm -hmm. and arena. That's where my conference was being held. Mm -hmm. And you had this amazing park and these um, mid-range traveler hotels that were all around there.
0: Yeah. that I mean, that park was gorgeous. There was a spring and water running through it. And the rotary of Huntsville had on one end uh, just beautiful bricks set up and they're like dedication bricks. Like I've seen them at Disney before mm-hmm. and they were surrounding water and it, it was just a gorgeous place. And the humidity there was not nearly as bad as it's gotten here in the last couple of days.
1: Uh, when we got off the plane coming back to Florida, it was about two in the morning and it, the minute we walked out of the uh, of the airport, it was like a wall of of steam hitting you. Ugh. It was so different than what we had experienced for the last six days.
0: Because it was, even though we had some rain there, really, it was overnight.
1: It was overnight and it really didn't linger. And even right. when it came through, the temperature dropped and it was probably... Between in the low to mid-60s and then upwards of the low 80s, I think, the entire time we were there.
0: It was just gorgeous weather. And now that I have a freshly minted, shiny, new training plan from Jeff Galloway, then I know that I can get it all done there in the park.
1: So you had to do your uh, first bit of homework, and you had the park there, and the the park yeah. is like you said, it's a spring-fed water feature. So this mm-hmm. big, this big, um, le- kind of like a lake. It had some fountains, beautiful koi and and ducks in there. Oh, the
0: fish were huge, and,
1: and people were out feeding the ducks, feeding the fish. It was right adjacent to their to the Huntsville Museum of Art. Um, oh yeah, again, just a great backdrop. And, and they and
0: had the food available for the, for the fish, so you could drop like a quarter and get some, and actually.
1: Yeah, that actually goes back to food. the park.
0: Feed the, yeah.
1: So it was it was a way for people to do what they're going to do anyway, which is feed the animals mm-hmm. and, and for that to benefit the park and and help keep the park up for the residents. Yeah. So you ended up um, using the paved roughly one mile, probably yeah. p- 0.8 miles uh, around. I think
0: it was a little bit more. It was so close to a mile. It was close. It was so close.
1: but um, So you used that for your training run. This was, again, uh, travel week, quote unquote, but not a travel week for a race.
0: No. So I had, in the schedule, the way that Jeff had it set up for this week, he said, do cadence drills, do acceleration gliders, um, and then do some quarter miles during the week. And then on the weekend, instead of a long run, like high mileage, like um, eight, nine miles, whatever – To do half miles and try to get them while you're practicing your intervals under a certain time. So I did, he assigned six of those, six half miles on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And then the cadence drills and the 400s or half quarter mile.
1: And we've talked about the cadence drills before. Oh, That's yeah. really for you to increase the rate at which your feet are turning over, uh, and yeah. so it increases your your turnover rate while you're running, um, yep. which ultimately makes you faster.
0: Yeah, you practice that, and so that you get familiar with you know your cadence and how to increase that the number of steps within a, a given thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. You count one foot how many times it hits the ground in the 30 seconds, or how many times you turn over. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to work on increasing that with each successive cadence drill. And the accessor- the acceleration gliders we've talked about too, within a given um, 30 seconds, it's, it's kind of you start out walking and then quicker steps and quicker steps until you reach a threshold and then you decelerate.
1: That's for those of you that are considering doing the run walk run method, or yeah. you know, if you've been doing it for a while. The idea is that you're smoothly transitioning from the running segment to the walking segment and back, so that you don't yeah. have that harsh. Uh, just bring it to a a complete stop, and then the the pounding that your your knees and ankles take from all that breaking mm-hmm. if you were to try to do it that way.
0: Yeah, I think that. I mean if you don't practice those drills i think that you would be really susceptible to stuff like shin splints oh i think because so. of the breaking yes. that you would do so those two drills then set you up for success when you go to increase your turnover and and come in and out of your run, walk, run smoothly.
1: So this was a technical workout uh, for you this week. Plus, you mm-hmm. just did some on on some of the days, not on the weekend. You were just doing some walking, light, light mileage, walking, and, yeah, and and keeping moving.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and enjoying that beautiful park and exploring areas in the downtown Huntsville area. Just just um places that were within walking distance of our hotel and of the Von Braun Center. And just who knew that within a two or three mile radius of our hotel, we would find breweries and cool places to eat and just...
1: And I think our longest lift ride might have been five minutes to a place.
0: It was super easy to get to places.
1: So the lesson for this week is when you're traveling... You don't have to just rely on that dreadmill. You can absolutely get mm-hmm. into some resources. Google Maps, of course. Oh yeah. Um I think some of the running apps also. You'll have people sharing routes,
0: like Map My Run, maybe Map My Run, my and, and you can see
1: what other people are doing to kind of get an idea.
0: Yeah. And
1: then, of course, when you're you're checking out your hotels, you know, look at what's around. Uh, some hotels have a nice big property, mm-hmm. and you don't even have to leave the property of the hotel to get a, a nice run in.
0: There are some in Orlando that we take advantage of, like the Bonnet Creek mm-hmm. in Orlando, and. Um, the Hilton Orlando has a shorter loop kind yeah, of that, adjacent I to the pool.
1: A, I think that's a quarter mile yeah. loop. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, if you had to do it and you were in a, a big city, you were worried about getting the mileage in and not having to use the treadmill and still being outside. I like being outside because ultimately the races, they're outside and you are conditioning yourself to the weather and running on the road as much as possible
1: yeah i'm a big believer that the treadmill is a liar and <laughs> you, it, it doesn't quite give you the same experience as running on the road so sometimes I'm, you
0: have to but
1: you do it when you have to yeah your option was much better oh so the lucky park was outstanding and since we're gonna be talking a little bit about huntsville can just say if you're gonna stay in the downtown huntsville area check out that oh. park And shout out to our hotel. This was our first time staying at an AC hotel by Marriott. AC.
0: And they had only been open how long? Six weeks.
1: Yeah. Uh, Staff was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, That goes for the front desk staff, the uh, kitchen staff, everybody. Uh, They were really, really pushing the customer service side of things. Yeah. Where normally Hilton, we tend to stay in the Hilton Banner because we have a a, a uh, Hilton uh, Hilton Honors um, account. awards account yeah. that we try to make sure that we we take advantage of. But yeah. this one happened to be um, you know a, a Marriott, and it was fantastic. Yeah. So you got to stay in the downtown area if you're heading to Huntsville. That's a that's a good hotel to consider, and that's mm. not a paid advertisement. That's just. Uh, no. A couple of travelers who were just recently there and can give you a good recommendation.
0: And that's not saying anything against the Hilton brand either, because right next door to us was an Embassy Suites.
1: Well, and and we would have been there, but that was actually the conference hotel and it filled really quick. So yeah. I could, we couldn't get in over there.
0: And Embassy Suites is always great.
1: And we got to go through there and it was also quite nice. Mm-hmm. So the, the hotel game in that area mm-hmm. is actually very good for yeah. business traveling.
0: Yeah. I, the AC Marriott didn't have a pool but I feel like that's coming I feel like they were
1: they were doing some construction about that yeah. but I couldn't tell what
0: i don't i'm I'm hoping that's a pool for them
1: but they really did they they are opening up a a bar and a restaurant on the second floor that was under construction while we were there which and is kind of like an
0: outdoor kind of bar right with with li- an outdoor nice patio. lights and mm, a, a, like a good kind uh, of oh, nightlife vibe yeah
1: it has a, a kind of a european nightclub mm-hmm. vibe for the whole restaurant even the rooms are uh i kind of joked and said wow they went to the ikea store and 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 got furniture for us because it's very european looking and um, maximizes the space that you get um, mm-hmm. and they use the furniture very smartly to do that
0: oh, yeah, and they had some usb ports in addition to their um regular outlet yes yeah. yeah.
1: So again, good technology, good rooms. Uh, definitely consider that a hotel if you're if you're heading to that area. Yeah. But you mentioned it when you were out exploring, you you <clears> found some stuff, and then you were doing some research. Yeah. So once the running was over and my conference was done, it was time to grab food and drink in the area. Oh. And we found a couple of just killer spots that we're going to start out talking about this week and next week, you're going to hear about some more yeah. and we may reference a couple here and there but stick with us and, and because <laughs> this week and next th- through the podcast and through social media we're going to give you a little bit of a tasting mm. tour of Huntsville and you won't be disappointed I promise Man, you
0: who knew and it's like all this stuff that we just want to jam pack into Our shows, we want to talk about it all, so
1: but we don't want to do it, uh, you know, and have it be a ninety-minute show. So this is going to be a good episode for a short, uh, short to medium run. Yeah. So, uh, the the first thing I want I want to talk about anyway was was really the first place that kind of jumped out at me, and it was really because it was just like um, going back in, in time and eating at my childhood, and that was this place called the Toy Box Bistro.
0: I found it in Yelp when I was just you know how you start out going hey I'm gonna go to the city let me just put it in Yelp and see what what restaurants are there and it wasn't like the ratings and reviews really that um at first intrigued me it was what the toy box bistro the name
1: yeah they they oh gosh they have a um kind of a cute uh motto that's on their door, and it's, it says, eat, drink, and be nerdy.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: And they aren't kidding, because the second you walk in the door, you are hit right in the face with some fantastic posters that were taken right from comic book stores that I would go to when I was a kid. Toys hanging from the ceiling. Yes, just about every Star Wars vehicle you could imagine um, posed like they're they're having a big dogfight over your head as you're walking in, and oh. they've got stuff on one wall that's from uh, more modern video games like Minecraft. They've got figurines on shelves. They've got um, a whole separate room. And when you walk through the door uh, in order to announce that they're walking through the door, they shout out the word portal. Portal. And you, if you worked in restaurants or you know anything about, you know, restaurant uh, etiquette, and when you're working back a house, you always call out your corner when you're going around a blind corner to warn mm-hmm. people you're coming. And they were saying portal and above the door was the symbol from the video game portal. So no, they they really embrace um, science fiction, mm. fantasy, and the toys of the 80s and 90s. Like
0: Doctor Who references to Doctor Who,
1: everything you uh, could uh, think uh, of, just uh, about, uh, and that's just the things that you first notice when you walk in.
0: It, but also it, their staff was great. Their staff was great there. The co-owner and um, the servers that started us off.
1: Yes. We had uh, Debbie was mm-hmm. our server. Shout mm-hmm. out to Debbie.
0: Shout out to Debbie and Spider. And
1: Spider. She was also, she, she kind of sat us and got us ready and I think took our drink order and then handed us off to Debbie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she brought us some samples of some beer and, on uh, tap, which we'll talk about later.
1: And then, and then. I think it's a really nice mark of a restaurant when the servers know their menu Mm -hmm. and these two knew it inside and out. Yes, they did. And they actually, you can tell that they legitimately believed in and loved what was on the menu.
0: Yes. Like they had been a part of that culture, of all that. They're steeped in that memorabilia and they love the food and they just love working there.
1: Yeah. And they were having fun, and and all the other customers were having fun, and and that just made the dining experience that much better. But um, the actual dining experience, it's it's a kind of an eclectic menu. I guess yeah. you could call it American comfort food. I think so. Um, with some some uh, some other things thrown in there, but for the most part, American comfort food. And mm, yes, tell us about what you had.
0: Uh, okay, well. We asked Debbie for recommendations, and she gave us a couple of doozies. They have hot dogs on the menu, and they are deep fried.
1: Not battered.
0: They are deep fried. It's not a battered thing, but they are deep fried dogs, and there are several different configurations or you could get the the deep fried dog and just put whatever toppings you want on it but i ended up getting the capone which is a reference to a chicago style dog ooh and oh
1: and by the way can i just say this before you get into what was on it this dog's a monster they don't huge it's not served in a bun it's served in a baguette
0: yes <laughs> It it is I mean like I don't even know foot long it was humongous it was humongous deep fried goodness and it had relish and mustard and peppers oh, oh my god and when you when you took a bite of this hot dog it was I don't the the deep frying of the hot dog itself, I think, made it oh, just a little bit sweeter, the meat a little bit sweeter and and the relish had kind of a, a tart and sweet and then the mustard gave it the bite and then the peppers um they just gave it the spice mm-hmm. the spice and they were pickled peppers. So, I mean, all in all, that was, I mean, I had to cut it. I had to cut off a part of it to be able to pick it up because it was so huge. Yeah, they served it in
1: like a basket. And in a basket, it, yeah. that basket was full.
0: Yeah. And you could get your own, you had a choice of side. Mm-hmm. And I chose, on Debbie's recommendation, the warm potato salad and you wanted that too and i know you got that too but they also have and we ended up getting an extra side of waffle waffles that are made of macaroni and cheese and they have been waffled
1: yeah they just take they, the, they take their own house made mac and cheese and they put and it. by the way everything's house made except for their french fries yeah and yeah they take that and and stick it in a screaming hot waffle iron and, oh. they, and they waffle that mac and cheese until you can pick it up by hand.
0: And we picked it up by hand.
1: And Debbie said it would remind us a lot of a cheese it And she was spot on. Spot on. Flavor was just like, and I could eat Cheez-Its by the box, just about there. They're one of my favorite snacks. Um, mm. And it was, it was just perfect for, um, you know, snacking if you if you wanted to like i don't know you could dip it in your potato salad if you wanted to or you know just eat it on its own but or put hot sauce on it yeah yeah um to give you that spicy and that cheesy (laughs) but um so we had that as an extra side um but we're both huge fans they have a salty, th-
0: crunchy goodness. Yes, <laughs> it really was. Yes,
1: but they 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 also use those waffles in a slider dish. I that believe they have. so. Um, so you have that as an option, a chicken
0: slider, uh, like
1: a like a uh, chicken slider, uh, chicken and waffle slider. Mm-hmm. Um, but Debbie said that they're potato salad was fantastic, and the secret there was to get it warm.
0: To get it warm.
1: And what they actually do, it's a a mayonnaise-based potato salad, but they actually take it and they put it on the flat top and griddle it. So you get that warmth on the potato salad. You get kind of around the edges where they let it sit a little bit. You get a little bit of crispness, but just a phenomenal flavor. Oh. It's it's not really a a very mustardy potato salad. This is much more of a creamy um creamy and savory potato salad as opposed to a tart and sweet like a traditional yellow potato salad would be.
0: Like lem- I mean, oh my god. It was so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah, we're not
1: overselling this this folks. It's <sighs> yeah, absolutely one of the best. And then my dish. Yeah,
0: I wanna I want you to describe your dish because you just it you I my mouth is watering just I'm actually pulling up a photo
1: of it and I'm looking at about it. And it. again, the they serve their, their sandwiches in a basket. My basket was completely full. Jam packed. I really didn't need a whole sandwich, but I didn't see an option for a half. And actually they sell shirts there and their motto <laughs> on the shirts is you don't stop when you full, you stop when you're ashamed.
0: We needed that. Shirt. I know. And
1: I should have picked one up
0: because that's exactly what we did. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> that sandwich. I I'd not eaten anything the whole day. I was going there planning to eat. And this was a pot roast sandwich. They oh, do their pot roast. there in house. It is cooked for 16 hours.
0: Oh, yum. And they
1: basically pile this tender, beefy, just melt-in-your-mouth, perfect pot roast on top of this soft roll, or soft, um, I guess you could call it a hoagie roll. Yeah. um, Split hoagie roll. And then they douse it in this just fantastic beef gravy that's so deep, so rich. It reminds me of a, like a beef demi-glaze. And the closest thing I could describe this to you was like this was kind, this kind of took me back to like watching Star Trek at home at, in the evening, eating uh, maybe leftover pot roast that my mom had made and making a sandwich out of that. Mm. That would be the best way I could describe it. It was just such a cozy and comforting meal to have. Oh and God. a really welcoming environment in which to have it. So um, that that was an absolute winner. And I also got a side of the griddled um, potato salad. Oh. We just couldn't, uh, th- we, d- we didn't do a very good job at not ordering the same sides to give know. Uh, a lot of variety. But we I g- we got the extra side of the griddled mac and cheese to make up for that. So we suffered for you.
0: We wanted to bring it to you and we did.
1: And we did. We made the sacrifice. <sighs> Oh my gosh! So then, after that, we just wandered around and we're looking at the toys. And I mean, you got everything from uh, really higher end um, um, collectible figurines. They had you know just f- you know cool Funko Pops. They had board games on the ceiling, like to- mm-hmm. or Tic
0: Tac Toe. Well, that's Toss
1: to- Across, toss across. Uh, Hungry Hungry Hippos, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Oh. You know, they had. Um, um, some, I don't know what you'd call them, like bead artwork. They had a little TARDIS that somebody made. and They had a yeah. uh, couple of other things that were were smaller, but then they had the big pieces, the Star Wars memorabilia that yeah. was all over this place. Was just fantastic, and then and you go into the other room, and they got a bunch of transformers that were still in the original Japanese packaging mm-hmm. that hadn't been opened, and again, just a great nostalgia bomb, and something that is worth going to not only to get a tr- fantastic meal, but you know, if you're a Gen Xer and you're looking to enjoy a little bit of nostalgia. But just a fantastic place to go.
0: Do you want to talk about right now the fact that we returned?
1: Yeah, well, we enjoyed it so much, <laughs> actually, on our last day. We didn't have to fly out till late. We actually went back. Or I'm sorry, our next to last day. Yes. Um, conference was was concluded for the day. Um we ended up going back. It was on May fourth. That is, of course, Star Wars Day. May the fourth be, be with, with you. you. And on that day, they actually had a special menu that was just for <sighs> May the fourth, and it was a Star Wars themed menu. They actually printed it with light uh, with uh, Darth Vader and Stormtrooper. Turper faces on the menu Mm -hmm. and they it was a smaller menu as far as total number of things offered yes but it was like it was a special menu that was purpose-made for uh, the event and
0: we had from that menu and i don't i didn't look to see if if it was on their regular menu but we had the tauntaun wontons as an appetizer when we went back
1: These are basically deep fried crab rangoons. Oh my
0: gosh. And they had a sweet Thai chili sauce with them. They were just perfect. I will tell you, probably texture.
1: And probably some of the best crab rangoons I've ever had in terms of the ratio of filling to wonton.
0: Like it wasn't falling out of the wonton, it was holding up. And even the part that is softer that has the filling was. Not... Was holding up to it.
1: Yeah, you could take a bite and, then and it would hold up.
0: You could dip it in the sauce and not worry about it falling apart.
1: Didn't fall apart. There was no shortage of filling.
0: Right. The and filling
1: actually had some meat to it, which was mm-hmm. really nice to to experience. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't greasy.
0: No. They were just... They were so crispy on the edges. Yeah, they've done that wontons. once or twice. They They were amazing. They were so good. Now... I mean, I saw on the menu the Chewbacca burger, which had a fried egg and American cheese and crispy fried onions and bacon jam, but I know what was calling to you.
1: I'm a spice head. And some people may have picked up on that from some of the other episodes, but if not, I grew up eating a lot of traditional Thai food. I love spicy food, not just yeah. for the to say I ate the hot thing, but I just love the flavor. And they were actually offering a burger here. It was a it's a, a six ounce patty topped with their pulled barbecue pork, crispy fried jalapenos. Yeah. Uh, so there's your first layer of heat. Mm-hmm. Then they were putting a ghost chili cheese on top. So that's going to really bring the heat. That's a lot of Scoville's coming at you.
0: I um, mean, did you start to sweat? Did I see like perspiration on your cheeks?
1: By the end of the burger. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second okay. because that's not the only layer of heat. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> there's a local place that does pickles called Pablo's Pickles. And they also did a, a fantastic... Uh, bit of bacon on that, and that was on a toasted Kaiser bun. The different types of heat from the jalapeno, the ghost chili, and Pablo's pickles was very uh, subtle. So you didn't at any point have so much heat that you couldn't taste the burger, but it was a building heat. So the first bite gave you a little bit of tingle. The second bite kind of warmed the, 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 the front of your mouth. The third bite you know, that's when you started feeling a little bit of uh perspiration under the eyelids. Uh-huh. And, you know, by by five or six bites in. Okay, it was time for a beer.
0: Oh, <laughs> yes.
1: And, uh, but that was me. And I was super happy with it. And, oh, by the way, they will do cook temperatures on burgers yeah. all the way down to rare. Uh, and I only mention that because a lot of places don't anymore. No. You know, they they're... I've I've said I don't want anybody's well done burger.
0: No. But I've,
1: um you know if you have to settle for medium or medium well, that's fine. I like my medium rare.
0: I like that they just allow you to choose. And
1: and they said they would go all the way to rare but they couldn't do it blue. I have no problem with that. I don't want a tartar, but I do want right. I do want it, you know, on the rare side.
0: I just like that variety. And it's not just one way.
1: And that was called, that burger was called the Death Star Burger. Yeah. And everything on the menu had a theme from Star Wars. And you got something called the Sarlacc Pit.
0: You might call me a copycat because when you got your sandwich the first time we went to the Toy Box Bistro, I might have, he might have let me have a bite. And it was amazing. So... When we came back, there were all sorts of things on the menu that I could have tried, like that Chewbacca burger. Like There was a, a beef hot dog that we saw somebody else in the restaurant get that was wrapped in pizza dough and had pepperoni and cheese and marinara dipping sauce that looked awesome. And they
1: were saying to us from <sighs> across the table, like, oh, this is fantastic. This is
0: awesome, you know. But I had something that was named the Sarlacc Pit. Yep. The Sarlacc Pit.
1: Tell us what it is. I know what it is.
0: You know what it is. It's and they have it on their regular menu too. It's the pot roast Sunday with roast beef, gravy, cheese, crispy fried onions, mashed potatoes. And it comes with a side salad. But let me just tell you that, you know, you don't need the side salad even though it was excellent though. The the Caesar salad that I got
1: So it was more of that 16-hour pot roast.
0: It was so tender. It was the right amount of beefy and fatty flavor. And I could, I mean, when the co-owner came over, I said, can you just, because he was like, hey, you know, we were taking pictures and we were recording Some video snippets to share on social media. And he said, you know, I saw you were doing your thing. Do you need a reheat? And I said, no. But I would absolutely love to have just like a, can I just have a cup of this gravy? (laughs) Because it was so good. It It was was. so good. I I have no shame in saying that I'm a copycat and that I did get what you had on that sandwich. Because it was so incredible.
1: Yeah, they <laughs> the that's probably and they say they they sell a lot of it and yeah. I can see why. Oh it, yeah. It's just that good. Oh yeah. So while we were there, though, we did get some drinks. Um, they Almost every place we went offered a selection of local brews because mm-hmm. the local brewery scene in it's Huntsville awesome. is fantastic. There it's are odd. tons of places that are only brewing and distributing either in the city mm-hmm. or just in the, in, in the localized region. Mm-hmm. And while we were there, they had a great selection. They let us try a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And what was the beer that you, you had here? Because I think it leads us into our drink destination.
0: I had something called the the brojo. <laughs> I had I had the brojo. So I, um what can I say about this? The brother Joseph is actually what it is called.
1: Well, before we go on, I'm going to take a minute to tell you all about our friends at Pure Creative Apparel. Anybody can silk screen a shirt. Look, we know it's true. I I did it as a project in high school. But the team at Pure Creative Apparel is really much more than that. They will take you through the entire process to create your custom items, right from the very beginning with the design of your artwork or company logo, then create mock-ups to show you what the finished product will look like, and help you select just the right high quality name brand clothing or other merchandise on which you're going to place your artwork or your logo, and then they'll get you your items fast. Or, if you're not looking to get into the whole online sales thing and you don't want to worry about inventory, packaging, shipping, and all of that, Pure Creative Apparel has a complete e-commerce package available. So whether you're a school, church, or club needing just a few shirts for a special event or a company looking for a complete branding package, Pure Creative Apparel can help. Find out how by going to purecreativeapparel.com. And we really thank them for their support of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast.
0: Yeah, okay. I know you want me to get to the beer. I really do. It
1: was so good.
0: Yeah, but can we come back to the beer? Because we're, I, I feel like the dessert we had, we we can't, we can't overlook that. Because right next door. Yeah,
1: fair enough. And by the way, um, not to say that they had a great dessert or some great dessert options oh, yeah. there, but...
0: The obi One cannoli? Yeah, I
1: mean, come on. Come
0: on. But yeah.
1: there was a spot that was right next door that caught our eye.
0: Yes, and it was called Sugar Bell. And they started out as a food truck from what we understand. Mm-hmm. And then they they still have a food truck, although they've evolved it. It's gotten better.
1: I think they're on food truck 2.0 now.
0: Yeah, and they have this location right next door to Toy Box. So after you have become ashamed... <laughs>
1: We oh. actually had we had what they called quitter's boxes. We didn't finish mm-hmm. all the food. Yeah. So we took some back to we the took hotel. Some,
0: yes, we took some back to the hotel.
1: But for dessert? W-
0: we had cupcakes, and they came highly recommended from the people at uh, Toy Box. And uh, they had such a cool little vibe inside of Sugar Bell. It was an 80s vibe, so it went very, very well with The Toy Box. Oh, yeah. Bistro. Hand and glove. Because, I mean, right there they had an an old television.
1: They had a few, actually.
0: Well, yeah, they had various. Well, they had one big floor set.
1: The big floor set. That
0: reminded me of the one that I used to sit in front of as a kid when people said you know don't sit too close you'll go blind
1: and you were convinced the only reason your parents had you was because they needed somebody to change the channel right because you were the remote control you
0: were the remote control right it was a it was a a box like that a tv set like that with an atari 2600 oh i was so excited
1: yeah that was their little seating (laughs) area They also had uh, like an old Sega Genesis, Nintendo Nintendo, uh, Entertainment System, Mm -hmm. and uh, they might have had... I wasn't sure if it was uh, like a TurboGrafx 16 but they had a, a I don't know s- various other old games but the big one that took prominence was the Atari yeah, 2600. Yeah, I didn't really
0: care about all that. We had those were kind of tabletop smaller televisions hooked up to game systems. The one that was showcased was the Atari 2600 with Frogger. Frogger. Well, a people whole
1: stack of cartridges but well, Frogger was yes, the one. That you,
0: called to me. Because I used to play it all the time. So we we were, you know, full. So we actually got cupcakes from their, their case of beautiful cupcakes mm-hmm. to take back to the room for later. Yeah. Because we were lucky to have a refrigerator in the room. So uh, I, the chocolate and the strawberry were highly recommended from the staff next door. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the chocolate salted caramel or caramel, tomato, tomato, cupcake. And I had to get that salted caramel cupcake because that is my jam. I love salted caramel anything. That's true. Anything.
1: But they were, we we got those to take back and we had them later. They were absolutely fantastic. The buttercream. Buttercream
0: frosting.
1: Was. (sighs) perfect consistency glorious it it, you know it was not too dense it wasn't too um airy like a uh like a whipped cream no
0: no it was like buttercream and you could uh, feel in the texture like the the sugar
1: a little bit of the graininess which is perfect
0: and then the drizzle of caramel that was on the salted caramel cupcake
1: that one we also got a uh a cookie dough which uh, Mm -hmm. was garnished with a little um, like a scoop of cookie dough oh, yeah. right on top,
0: in addition to the frosting. Yeah, because you know I'm all about that.
1: And then the, yeah, but the the cupcakes themselves were very moist. Oh. You know, they, they didn't
0: need a filling. You know, like sometimes it'll be great. Some cupcakes have a little surprise, right, in the middle, like some peanut butter ganache or chocolate ganache or or, or like a jelly or jam. Mm-hmm. But this did not need it. Even back at the hotel, hours later. That even having been in the refrigerator was such moist cake.
1: Yeah, it really was.
0: It was so flavorful, and oh, just I wish we had a sugar bell here in our hometown.
1: Oh, they would they would print money, print money. Yeah, their cupcakes are fantastic. So definitely check them out. Um, but the, uh, the 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 main takeaway there is you can get sugared up. You can hop on the couch, you can kick your feet up and play some Atari 2600. And feel like a child again. And they had, like she said, you know, Frogger, Pac-Man, Combat, a ton of games right there for you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, have your cupcake, get a coffee, just relax in just a neat space. And (sighs) everybody there was just super, super friendly.
0: So nice. Such a great little companion to the Toy Box Bistro. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I mentioned it. I know you're... teased it. I know. Um, When we were over, um, we've we've run, we've eat. Now for the drinking. Oh, um, yeah. We got introduced to one of the local breweries uh, that is Mm -hmm. there in the area. And that was due to trying some of their beer at the Toy Box. Amy had something called the Brojo, which is short for...
0: Brother Joseph. Brother Joseph. um. Named after a brother Joseph that was uh, an actual person. Mm-hmm. So, but I, but I like the name of the brewery, the Straight to Ale. Yes, I love the play on words.
1: Straight to Ale. Yeah, you're going straight to Ale. Well, um, and and I did. I don't know. It was kind of like uh, beer heaven. Because it was. Uh, aside from it being served at that restaurant, we actually went to the brewery.
0: Yes, we did,
1: and it's a neat spot. They they are in a in a larger complex called Campus 805, which is an old middle school that's been converted into basically um, a variety of different spaces for for arts and entertainment. So yes. on this campus, you've got the brewery, you've got a place to go throw axes, you've got a coffee, coffee shop, shop. you've got another restaurant, you've got a, a place to um, drink wine and paint. yeah yes. Um, I think there was like a business office tucked in there somewhere too. I think so, yeah. But it was just such a neat concept. The brewery there is actually, they've taken over what part of the school? They took over the, the basketball court.
0: Yeah, where they brew
1: all their tanks.
0: Where they brew in all their tanks, and then their bar is actually the lobby, or what would have been the lobby to go into the basketball court, and they still had the, um, uh, the scoreboard, and yep. they still had a hoop up.
1: Yeah, in the brewery floor. Yeah,
0: it was great.
1: And the the whole place is it, it, they didn't like gut it and turn it into something different. It is a giant play on you are doing very adult things in <laughs> a school setting. And yes. Yeah, they have a homeroom that is uh, basically a place where you can go sit at a table, pull up a board game, bring your beer in there, and um, you know just have some some time with your friends or tabletop
0: they, video games. Tabletop
1: video games that's been uh, put into a. a Bourbon barrel.
0: On top of it. It was so great.
1: It was a super cool space. And then yeah. in one place, there's a set of lockers. And if you know to slide those lockers back, there's a speakeasy back there. So great. And so just a, a really neat space. But um, Straight to Ale is doing a ton of beer yeah. for local distribution and in their own restaurant that they had there called Ale's Kitchen. Yes. And... We had their beer at the o- Toy Box. Originally, originally,
0: we had it at Toy Box Bistro. And then, you know, in upcoming Quick Bites and upcoming episodes, we'll break down Campus 805. Yeah. And tell you a little bit more about that. Because what a great little place and kind of like a, like a part of a, an ale trail. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So So talk about Brother Joseph. Oh, Brother Joseph. Oh. I think that it's one of their flagship beers.
1: It must be because I saw it in a couple of places that we went. Yeah,
0: because it was all over the place. I think they have also a Monkey Knot IPA, so they have several different flagship beers. But this, this Brother Joseph, is a Belgian-style double that is 8%. And let me tell you, it is not bitter at all. It is, uh, but it's all of the 8% because it had um, a kind of boozy taste, but not a, what? A darker color. Oh, a darker color. Yeah. But it wasn't. a deep amber or. Yeah. It was like a, a deep amber brownish color and it wasn't, but it wasn't so dark you couldn't like when you held it up to the light you could kind of sort of see that color mm-hmm. you know and it tasted you could taste like a medium carbonation medium body not bitter it the caramel and malty notes but i got hints of rum raisin yeah on the finish yeah
1: i i, I actually she she said that to me and i'm like let me t- try that and yeah, I, fruity. I said, Ooh, i'll order one of those after i tasted <sighs> it absolutely True. It's almost like a. I, I, that's a great way to describe it. It's like yeah. almost a rum raisin flavored beer. So good. It and and so very good. smooth. But mm-hmm. again, higher gravity beer. Oh yeah. So. So I don't think you know, you when could. you start talking about eight percent ABV, not super sessionable. No. That one might sneak up on you a little bit.
0: Maybe unless you had just had a massive meal. <laughs> that's true. You know that you were not ashamed of, but ashamed of. <laughs> In, you, in a good way. In a good way.
1: You were ashamed in a good way.
0: Yeah. So it was absolutely fantastic. Brojo for the win. But you also had a great beer as well.
1: Well, I did. And this was not one that we discovered at um, the Toy Box. This is one that we discovered when we went over to the brewery itself. Oh. Um, Amy was very happy to, to try a little more Brother Joseph. Yes. Uh, and that was a Belgian style double mm-hmm. they also had something on tap called three caves triple so this is a Belgian style triple nine percent it's it it's one more <laughs> one <laughs> Plus more that's what um very different in terms of the the look of the beer this has a very deep golden color Almost amber, so it's not actually not as dark as the Brojo was. No, um, but a very full-bodied beer. It. I, I love Belgians. I, I think that I've kind of turned you on to them. Yeah. Um, with that Belgian yeast, you get no, often you get notes of banana, clove. You love that. I do. You love um, love love that. You know, if you've ever had, if you're not really familiar with them, if you ever had a Hoogarden... Garden. Yes. Um, Which you'll often see on tap in some places that are kind of dipping their toe in the craft beer world. Hoogarden's an excellent way to kind of get an introduction to the the Belgian flavor profiles that you'll often get. Um, But this was fantastic. Again, (sighs) 9% ABV, you're not drinking a lot of those. That's basically a two for one. Yeah. So if you're used to drinking American style lagers or Pilsners, this one, you need to pace yourself. Make sure you get a, a nice belly full of food. And mm-hmm. like we did, make sure that you are using Rideshare, Uber, Lyft.
0: Designated driver. Designated driver what or something. Yeah, be safe.
1: But their beer's their Their beer game is really, really strong. Yeah, and the, they place. had
0: a Pilsner too. We just didn't try it. Well, at Straight to Ale when we visited there, they have a variety.
1: They had a uh, several cream ales. I had a sarsaparilla cream ale that I will talk about in a quick bite, um, and a couple of others. But yeah. yeah, we got some stuff coming up in quick bites for you.
0: Yeah, when we talk about Straight to Ale, and it was just such a great place.
1: It really was.
0: Yeah. So I know I I, I go on and on.
1: Well, we've just got we got so much to share with you all this week and next. Um, We're hoping that you're as excited to hear about it as we are to tell you about it because we absolutely had a blast exploring this city Mm -hmm. and seeing just how much Huntsville, Alabama had to offer foodies and people who are into the craft beer scene. Rocket City. Uh, Yeah, you know, Rocket City has a rockin'... Beer scene.
0: And food scene. And
1: food scene. And and a lot of these breweries are doing both.
0: And I think that there's a Rocket City half that Suzanne from the Extra Mile podcast group was telling me about. So you could truly run, eat, and drink.
1: Well, there may be something to schedule for an upcoming episode.
0: Because, man, who knew? And now I'm just craving, like I want to go right back.
1: And and it's hard to believe that in being there six days, uh, well, almost seven, we didn't see it all. No. There were still several local breweries that had a really great reputation amongst locals that we didn't get a chance to go no. to just because we ran out of time. Yeah. So, but speaking of running out of time, <laughs> I think that we're right about there.
0: We're, yes, but so, stay tuned for more. So yeah,
1: we've got, like I said, tons of stuff coming up mm-hmm. this week. You've got some little food segments. Sure. Some... Beer segments, bring it on, and some video game segments. I think.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: coming up. Um, anything with ma-
0: cocktails included.
1: And uh, your your <laughs> long run next week is. Oh, what, what's like, your homework look like?
0: Oh yeah, this weekend I think it's something like eight and a half miles. Oof. So anybody who's up there with those high mileage, almost double digit, or whatever you're doing, you know, take us along with you on that run or on that commute. And don't forget to visit our website at runnydrink.net and shop in our online store to help support the show and, well, and, you- Grab a bottle opener, grab a t-shirt, show the love for the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Yeah, we've had
1: a couple of people send us pictures with some of their swag. Yeah. Uh, We really appreciate that. It helps keep the lights on and helps pay for some of these trips. Um, And what better way to open your newly found craft beer than that really cool Run, Eat, Drink podcast uh, bar key.
0: Definitely. I love that bar key. So. From our folks and our friends at Pure Creative Apparel.
1: And they brought us all the merchandise in the in the store. We cannot thank them enough for picking out some high quality merch for us yes. to bring to you.
0: Yes. Anybody who's celebrating this weekend, you know, happy Mother's Day. And to our friends at Pure Creative Apparel, Pam, it's her birthday this weekend. so. yeah. Oh. Happy birthday, birthday, Pam. Pam. Thanks for all that you do for us and the show.
1: They're great. So check them out. Check us out. And we will see you, um, well, later Later on this week. week. And And next week. And next week for the big episode. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So for the Run, Eat, Drink podcast, I'm Dana.
0: And I'm Amy. We'll see you next time. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great second year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net so you can click on the iTunes link and subscribe so you won't miss a minute where we accomplish, explore, and indulge. Come along with us. See you next time.